Peace and love, everybody. It's Samut, Mama Yoga's Wellness, and this is the Mind, Body, Energy, and Balance podcast. Uh, so we are in the building. What's up, Flaw? What's going on? Had to fix that video real quick. I think it's better if we spaced it out, right? Yeah, yeah, that's this better. Well, look, you right no, spacing out is better. Yup, that's better. Yeah. Just like that. Uh, this is a reality podcasting, everybody. So you will <laughs> gonna get all of the you know, the behind the scenes up front. Uh, so, yeah. So, as I was saying, how you doing, Flo? Are you good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, 23, right. 22 and a half hours into my 24-hour fast. Mm. Um, So, I'm doing doing pretty good. Okay. Yeah. And how's, how's that working out for you? Uh, Not bad. I haven't, of course, when it comes down to changes like this, exercising mm-hmm. or changing your diet, you can't look for immediate results. You have, mm-hmm. you know, they'll they'll come over time. I realized that the order I get, the harder you have to go with, mm-hmm. especially fitness. Mm-hmm. And I can see myself probably, not probably, but I was doing the same type of workouts, but the results weren't. They were going backwards. And mm. believe it or not, you know, and that's just something you have to take knowledge of. You go, man, well, I go to the gym every day and I still eat the same things and those could be the problem as you continue to get older. Mm-hmm. Um, things just seem to take slower to break down. And so I'm just trying something different. This is my third Sunday. This has mm-hmm. been the easiest Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. It's get easier and easier. And I guess when it's time to increase the fasting or increase something else, it'll be time. But right now I'm trying this out. And so you asked me how I feel. The I, I don't know yet. I'm just, I'm taking in okay. less calories. That's all I know. Uh huh. You taking in what? Less calories. My body. For sure. My body is burning um fat mm-hmm, right now. Has mm-hmm. to be because there's no food in there. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some benefits happening. I just don't see it or feel it at the moment. Yeah. Well, that's good though. It's good that you have you know the courage and the discipline, uh, and the self awareness to make adjustments and changes in your body. And sure enough, after thirty five. Um, everything begins to change. We can get a little deeper into that um, as one of our, um, you know, segments during this particular show, uh, because, you know, it is all about, um, we're going to talk about health and wellness and how that fits into one's life. Uh, I always like to open the show um, with um, celebrating, acknowledging and lifting up all of the great ancestors upon whose shoulders we stand. If it were not for their lives, their sacrifices, their learning, um, you know, that has been transferred to our DNA at birth, we would not be able to live the life that we are living. So we give praise and honor to those beneficent ancestors. We give praise and honor to the divine universal energy that we call God, universal life flow, that each person under the sound of our voices be encouraged, be blessed, be nourished, and that that we be of service in that capacity. Ashe. So um, today's show, we might as well, um, let's start. Um, I know you like to do the recap, right? So recap from last week's episode. It was very interesting. Um, we talked about knowing your value and you have some recap or takeaways from that flaw. Yeah. Well, last week was about um, knowing your value. Um, and uh, of course it was less Verbal feedback, but it was kind of, I would say it was the most streamed, watched, mm-hmm. you know, uh, episode today because uh, one thing that, you know, we talked about is just staying what, what what we do that's going to make this podcast successful. And that's giving the people the jewels, the vitamins and minerals spiritually, mm. mentally that they, that they need. And mm. they'll stay, they'll follow, they'll support. You know, it's not about... Um, you know, some topics will be about celebrities, just the way it is, mm-hmm. but it goes into what we as a people can do, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. sometimes it's going to be about that, but not all the time it's going to be about the Kevin Samuels or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so knowing your worth, um, knowing your value, um, was definitely, you know, I would say we're, we're 
on the path, we're on the right path of every week. We just, just keeps getting better and better, and we are getting in front of more eyes every week, which is the goal. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I have a poll. We didn't put a poll up last week, um, but I do have a poll that um, when I went back and listened to the episode, uh, I'm going to ask that we put up for this week. uh, And then um, we'll probably have a poll from this week as well. But we'll work it out so that we get it all in, you know, Um, because that that episode last week of knowing your power, um, standing, standing in your value, um, how you show up to a certain situation, no matter if it's work or, you know, becoming involved in a group or organization. If you come to that space uh, standing in a particular perspective that, listen, I am value and I'm valuable and I'm seeking to share my value with you. And in reciprocation, you share whatever value this connection has for me. So um, I, I, I do uh, think we should get some feedback from our listeners on that, you know, because it's, it's highly important. As we talk about mind, body and energy being in balance, it is all relevant and specific to, um, you know, what is happening uh, in the world. And that's really the only reason to talk about some kind of celebrity, um, be it Gabby, or Kevin Samuels or whoever is to show the connection or disconnection of a mind body energy imbalance and to show the various real world examples um, of those manifestations. So it's all good people. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So I want to start immediately right off the bat, giving uh, honor to Tina Turner, mm-hmm. you know, that beautiful sister, beautiful sister. Ain't nobody saying that she was perfect, you know, in her humanness. Nobody's saying that. But the 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 presentation, the offering that you mostly connected with was very lovely from Tina Turner. Uh, at 83 years old, she uh, made her transition into the next world, the next realm, the heavens, whatever you your perspective of that is. Uh, And she left an amazing body of work uh, that spanned something like 70 years, seven decades um, of uh, of life experience and of of her talent that she shared with us. So rest in power, Queen Mother Tina Turner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, one of the takeaways for me in regards to Tina Turner uh, is the fact that she became a Buddhist in 1973. Now let's paint the picture. African-American, Nutbush, Tennessee, Baptist, singing and hollering and hooting performer, uh, gets exposed to a quote-unquote far eastern spiritual practice and it magnifies and indeed changes her life. It's powerful that she used meditation. She used the the doctrinal practices of Nichiren Buddhism. I hope I'm saying it right. Y'all correct me, those who may be practicing this type of Buddhism, to change her life and help her help her remove her physical mind, body, and energy from a situation that was toxic and detrimental. Do meditative practices, meditative practices. So these, these are examples that we can take away from someone like on a world stage, like Tina Turner. She always said, uh, in her interviews that she was a Buddhist Baptist, meaning she did not abandon her Baptist life or her Baptist beliefs or the Baptist practices that sustained her. She just incorporated them with her Buddhist practices. And I find that fascinating and credible. 
because I am of the understanding. I don't know why spirit created me this way, but my philosophy is it should. Why can't you marry these things? Right. Why can't you have an understanding or see the connection in the various spiritual practices and then use or uh, create what, what works for you? Why it has to be all or none? Well, if you're a Buddhist, how could you be a Baptist? Well, really? But people feel that way and they can perceive how they want. But I tell you one thing, it's not really helpful in terms of um, coming together as one. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Something I've been thinking about is like why we can't take the good things that we think of anything. But let's just stay, you know, with religion and stay. I agree with this. I don't agree with that. So why can't we Mm -hmm. take what applies Mm-hmm. And not necessarily represent what we do not understand or don't agree with. See something else happening and go, I can understand why you guys do this and don't understand that instead of just exiling anything and everybody else because of supposedly they cannot right. coexist in the same room, but says, right. ooh, right? right? So I've I've always, because growing up, it was about, you know, mm-hmm. the religion um, and once again, I might say some things that's controversial, but this is for me, right? Mm-hmm. Growing up, they told me that the heavens was above the clouds and mm-hmm. hell was under the ground. And it was me growing up come to, you know, understanding that, no, it's not. But what the, <laughs> it's not. Like, like, a lo- no, it's a not. lot of things that they told me, I go, that doesn't make sense. But what are they mm-hmm. trying to tell me? So it was up for me to make sense of what they were. They were probably just telling me to shut up. And because you're like, you ask them too, you can ask too many questions. Like, listen, right. I like it. I'm going to just tell you something and be mm-hmm. quiet because I'm trying to praise the Lord. Um, but it was up for me to take what they told me and make sense mm-hmm. of it makes sense for it myself. And that's mm-hmm. what I carry with. So, yeah, I, I once again, you spot on. You might be breaking it down, you know, deeper than what I would say, but this, these are things, especially with religion, where it's just like, wait a minute. Yeah. Not everything makes sense. Yeah. Some do. I'm going to yeah. pull from it from what I feel is mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and what's not. Mm-hmm. It is. What you it just, is. you know, you could just, as they say in the South, you could uh, chew the meat and spit out the bone. You mm-hmm. know what I'm yeah. saying? You take what is for you and use it to inform, guide, and nourish your life, you know? And however I say it and however you say it, it's all good. You know, it's it's really um, both of our understandings. And even people out there listening, it's your understanding. The whole idea of, well, you cannot be this if you're that, is really all down to human. It's all man-made. It's all, you know, the perspective, the selfishness, the narrow-mindedness of the human psyche. You know, that if you are practicing, if you're using this from this particular spiritual practice, then you can't use that from that uh, particular spiritual practice. And I have said from the beginning, I, I, I have gone, even all these years, more than 35 years, I have been an African spiritualist. That means using, practicing, living my life from an African-centered spiritual way, right? Meditation, various forms of yoga, um, you know, a certain understanding of, you know, God's divine presence, I still am going to go to church, a regular old Baptist church. Well, it ain't going to be regular old because I don't rock with the fire and brimstone idea. I think that that is um, not really helpful for humanity, but it's been in place a long time. Right. And again, this conversation that we're having here is not about kicking nobody's religion or saying that you shouldn't practice the way that you feel or that your religion is wrong in any way. Let me throw that disclaimer out there. That's not what we're saying. Pulling from the example of someone like a Tina Turner, who was on the world stage for more than seven decades, identified her 
spiritual religious practice as Buddhist Baptist, combining the two. Because why, if, if there are aspects of one thing that you have been um, taught and that has been your um, healing salve for your life, why would you throw that away? You hold on to that. And I too am the same way. You know, I meditate, I pour my libations, I have understanding of the various um, lexicon of African deities and the energies that they um, bring forth and my melding and connecting with those energies through meditation and prayer. But I also love, can't even understand, you know, why not to, good old down south, down home, church energy, you know, with the music and the revival and the, and the praise and worship that that's African. That is us. So, um, this, this great woman, Tina Turner, you know, used the Buddhist practice and she used the chant, nam yo harenge cure, which really is the Lotus Sutra which most of the time chants in Eastern spiritual philosophy don't have an intellectual meaning, right? They have a vibratory meaning, right? The language of the universe is vibration. Yeah. So, nam yo harenge kyua, nam yo harenge kyua, nam yo harenge kyua. It opens up your inner peace and vision and helps move obstructions out of your way. It's a clearing chant. And once the obstructions are moved, then it moves you to the next level of what manifestation you need for you. It's an energy, not intellectual. So using that chant since 1973, I don't know how many years is that? 50, 50 years? Yeah, about 50, because I'll be 40 yeah. and I was born in 83. Okay, now. All right, so now for, the, math for me. the birthday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> 50 years using that chant, keeping her life you know, successful, clearing the way, helping her move out of a toxic, abusive, hurtful situation, helping her come to a certain level of peace, helping her, you know, when she kicked down, down in the, you know, in her life where they had everything they had to pay back because the marriage, she left the marriage and everything. They lost a great deal of revenue because of bookings and all that. She could have just balled up in a corner. No, sister sat down. She prayed. These are her words, not mine. She prayed using her Baptist roots. And then she got on to Nam yo harenge cure, Nam yo harenge cure, Nam yo harenge cure, Nam yo harenge cure. The thing about the space that we hold here. This planet, our physical beings, and the experience and interactions that we have are mind, physical body, and energy-based. Chants, mantras, are vibrational keys that direct your energy. So a mantra is not some specific set of fancy words that you don't even know how to pronounce, like the one we just, the mantra I just chanted. A mon we use mantras every day. If you're saying, I don't, got, I don't have any money, and you say that all the time, that is a mantra. That becomes those words, the vibration of those words become an energy that directs the flow of your life. 
Nothing good ever happens to me. Nothing good. I tell you, nothing good ever happens to me. That's a mantra. That's a key, a directive that you're giving to the universe. Right? The difference between meditation and prayer. Prayer is a request nine times out of ten to a higher source for assistance. Lord, please come help me. Y'all know that prayer, right? Something happened here at the, my apartment here, and I'll show enough men, the, the country mother in me just comes up. I didn't grow up in the South, but I was raised by Southerners, and it show enough is a part of my DNA, right? So I'll be like, Lord, 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 have mercy. That's a prayer. is a request to a higher source for assistance. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's beautiful. We, need, we are thankful for having that capacity. Meditation is the capacity to reflect on the power that you are endowed with from that higher source and then direct that power to various manifestations in your life. So one is a petition. The other is directing, reflecting and directing. The other meditation also can be used to calm, you know, stressful, anxiety-filled experiences. Again, you are directing your energy flow so that your mind and body can have an easier time or easier access of producing what it is you're seeking to manifest. So we want to move away from the detrimental chance, the obstructive chance, like Man, I'm too fat and I don't know what I'm doing about it. I ain't doing nothing about it. I'm just fat. Ain't nothing I could do about it. My health is bad. I've just got bad health. Ain't nothing I could do about it. Those are mantras that you are uttering, you know, that you seed your spirit with and that you are giving direction to manifest. We want to move to positive affirmation, if you will. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, now becomes a mantra. Yeah? Yeah, so I, know I, you, I, 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 I agree. I, I found myself <laughs> setting myself up. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go into it, mm-hmm. but I could see where I might have spoken into existence mm-hmm. just by saying, well, here goes the usual. Right. Because you can confuse yourself by saying, well, I'm used to certain things happening in this situation mm-hmm. and you kind of just spoke it into existence again mm-hmm. and you go, well, there it is in your mind. Right. Like you didn't, you know, bring it up. You're saying, you're saying, Hey, I, I knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. Possibly it wasn't. Had right. you just, what <laughs> if, you know, let it flow or spoke mm-hmm. positively spot positive about the situation. But when you mm-hmm. are in a situation and you go, well, this looks familiar and I know what usually happens. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility that it can. And then you kick yourself and go, I'm right. When again, yep. you didn't have to be. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, and what's most fabulous, uh, very fabulous about um, Eastern spiritual philosophy, I'm putting it in air quotes for y'all in podcast world, Um, Eastern spiritual philosophy, including African cultural spiritual philosophy is um, for the most part, you are responsible for the vibration of your life and situations that keep showing up for you One, you're on a certain vibrational energy. So that's why that situation keeps coming. And two, 
in the understanding of African spiritual philosophy, Eastern spiritual philosophy, those situations are there for you to learn how to overcome. You keep attracting the same man. He may not be abusive, but he's not progressive. Or you keep your woman, let's stay on that for a minute. You're a woman who wants a relationship and you keep attracting a guy who wants you to be his side chick. Like you've attracted the same kind of situation over and over and over again. There are a couple of dynamics there. Your vibrational flow says that that is where I'm at. I say I want a relationship, but I really can't stand anybody more than a half an hour. So what's good for me is you can come and go as you please and, you know, just drop by every now and again. That's not a primary position in somebody's life. (laughs) That's not a primary position in somebody's life. So your vibrational energy, remember, the language of the universe is vibration. It's not about what you say. It's not about what you think. It's about your visceral, your internal, how you really feel about a situation. Same thing, a guy who keeps attracting the same kind of woman. Your vibration is calling that energy to you. You have not changed your internal um, request, your your vibrational request. You haven't changed that. And as I said earlier, if the same scenario keeps showing up from Afrocentric as well as Eastern spiritual perspectives, that is a situation that you have to learn how to heal. Doesn't mean you have to go with the person, be with the person. None of that doesn't mean that, but it means that there is a vibration within you that's still calling that. That's somewhere inside of you. You perceive that that is what you should have. And when it shows up, you're like, well, damn it. It's the same dude. You just got a different name in a different body, but the behavior is the same. Why do I keep getting the same girl? Like this chick. She looked completely different than all the other girls. Her name is different, but she she acts just like everybody else. That's you. That's what you're calling. So, you know, these are some of the benefits and the best understandings of a practice like Buddhism, a practice like, you know, African spirituality across the spectrum. Eastern spiritual philosophy, quote unquote, across the spectrum, Buddhism, Taoist, you know, on and on, Uh, Hinduism, right? And we have the power, those philosophies say that you are not a lowly, weak, begging, you know, sinful, you know, horrible creature who needs to be rescued. You are, in fact, a partner with the universal life force and you need to learn how to direct corral and flow your energy because your energy is what brings situations and dynamics to you. So that's the power of a mantra like Nam yo harenge kyo, nam yo harenge kyo, nam yo harenge kyo, nam yo harenge kyo. I wish I had my bell right here. Ring-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> so shout out to Tina Turner. May she rest in power. May she rise in peace uh, in the ancestral realm. And may spirit be pleased with the work that she has done here while she was here. For sure. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, Flaw, earlier you talked about you're about to turn 40. Yes. In like 18 days or 20 days or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right around the corner. <laughs> and your energy, your body is different. 
and you want to try different things to help you, you know, stay strong and fit and all of that. And that is very, very, very wise because the truth of it is after 35, your, our whole hormonal panel begins to change, right? These are scientific studies out here um, that, you know, mm-hmm. anybody can find, you know, do your Googles and you can even go on Google Scholar. Uh, which is where a lot of scientific information can be found. But after 35, our hormonal panel begins to drop rapidly and consistently each year. So by the time you're 40, your testosterone has completely changed. By the time you're 50 and on and on and on. So what we want to do is just like you said, Flaw, is begin to adopt a more um, longevity-based lifestyle, right? You don't need to be running marathons, although you can, not you personally, but individuals. Um, not happening. <laughs> right. The longer, the more wear you put on your physical body in that way, the more um, breakdown uh, will occur, obviously. Right. So long, steady state cardio is now being for the last maybe 15 years. uh, Professionals have been saying you don't want to do steady state cardio, especially after 35, 40. You don't want to have all of your all of your workout be running on a treadmill or, you know, two hours of cardio a day. That is not helpful for your body, for your physical body. It may be helpful for your mind because there is um, great, we get a great ROI, return on investment when it comes to endurance. Like it is a whole mental piece to be able to endure through 26.1 miles. That's more mental than it is physical, right? You got to prepare your physical to manage that, but it is a mental piece to be able to run a marathon and complete the marathon, right? And other types of steady state cardio, not even running a marathon, but you're doing aerobics at the gym for, you know, you're taking a a fitness class that's an hour every day, right? That's just doing, you know, jumping up and down and all that jumping jacks and everything like that. Or if you're on the treadmill, some people get on the treadmill and they run, you know, five, six miles on the treadmill. Steady state cardio after 35, 40 is more detrimental than it is helpful. You know, eating six meals a day, three meals plus three snacks is more detrimental than it is helpful. Right. Our body spends 80 percent of its energy digesting food and running the brain. The brain and your digestive tract take up the majority of your body's energy throughout the day. So if you are digesting food all day long because you're eating all day long, what happens is you begin to wear down the digestive tract. And 75 to 80% of our immunity is within our digestive tract. It starts there. Let me tell you something real quick. Real quick. Yeah. I'll let you get back because you won't fire. Yeah. Just about me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I gained 20 pounds out of nowhere. Mm. Yeah. I got on the scale. Like my, my goal was like 225 and I was flirting around at 226, 230. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, it was just like... <laughs> But I never, I didn't change anything. Yeah. Uh, but I think what happened was I wasn't doing more. Yeah. So that's what woke me up. It was, so now the heavy breathing is back. The where's my inhaler back. Right, right. Walking it now, I'm out of breath. And it becomes like, you start to kick yourself because you're like, what's happening? I'm yeah. working out, um, lifting weights. I'm doing not steady fast. I don't do that. But I'm mm-hmm. doing the burpees, the body mm-hmm. weight squats. Like I'm doing the high to hit, the explosive workouts. Yep. I'm doing these things. And I go, why? And what's going on? 
Yeah. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, that's the reason why I decided, let me try something different. Let me make fasting a lifestyle, not necessarily mm-hmm. doing it when I can. So mm-hmm. you know, every day is a 16 hour Mm-hmm. Fast today's a twenty four hour, and then tomorrow we go to the sixteen. So you know, it, sixteen it, it, eight, yeah, sixteen eight. So I just wanted to tell the mm-hmm. people it'll. Sometimes you're not going to see it, and sometimes yep. you, like you go to the gym and go, "What the?" Yep, yep. <laughs> it'll creep up on yeah, you for why? sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So in that, so in that instance, right? Again, eighty percent of our immunity is in the gut. Right. So if we're eating all day, not saying that that's what you were doing, but just to round out my my stream of consciousness there, we're eating all day. Then you wear down your digestive system and the body never gets a chance to clean out or go into autophagy, which is the main reason that you want to fast. And you want to eat light more often than not, right? So in the case where a person says, just like you just said, Flaw, um, you know, I'm working out, I'm doing HIT, which is excellent exercise, HIT, uh, high intensity interval training. And, um, you know, I'm lifting heavy and all of that but I put on 20 pounds out of nowhere. So something got by your consciousness. Something got by, right? Either now it's time to change the way you're eating, when you're eating, and or what you're eating. You know, it may be time to adjust even your workout. Uh, I love that pizza. It might be the last thing that go. I'm be honest with you. I would yeah. rather be uh, <laughs> just. To... Well, and Ooh. and your wish is the spirit's command. <laughs> Speaking of it, right? Speaking of it, I, that, that'd be the hardest thing. I'm not going to act like it's easy. Like there's a lot of things I can cut out, cutting back, eating 24 yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. But to actually just say, hey. Maybe I can cut back on the pizza. I can eat a whole pie. That's another conversation. Continue on, Mama Yoga. Yes, yes. Okay, so there it is. You're getting your own session right now. It's probably the gluten in the pizza. Like you're over 40 now, and your digestion probably is not interested in the 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 gluten, the processed flour uh that is in all of these breads and doughs and everything now, plus all the chemicals in them, you know? So we could eat, uh, honestly, I could eat a whole pizza too, because I love pizza too, especially back in the day, not so much more now, but I could at one point, you know, pizza was in trouble around me, honey. It was (laughs) dangerous territory. But... As we get older, again, the digestion says, "Mm, we can't do nothing with that. And so what it does is it walls off the toxins, which at this time is gluten and all of the other chemicals uh, in the dough of the pizza and the sugar in the sauce. (laughs) The sauce has like syrup in it, like high fructose corn syrup in it. And milk itself, the, the, the cheese, you know, has lactose, which is milk sugar, which is irritant to most African-Americans are lactose intolerant to some degree. So your digestion is like, okay, we don't have the capacity to digest this uh, pile of shit that he's putting in to us. So we're going to wall it off. And the body walls toxin off in fat and stores it. We'll just we'll just make a new ass. Or we'll make a new belly. Let's get that belly some fluff up. You know, he don't, he don't need, he don't need that V taper. <laughs> I like it. I would like it. Speak for yourself, uh, fat storage. <laughs> Let's store it, wall it off and sock it away because we can't digest it. And that's what fat is on the body, right? It is stored energy 
and it is protective against toxins in the body. So when we get to a certain age, like over 40, 35, 40, 50, 60, we can't, we can't eat the way we used to eat. I used to make fun that before I became a vegan and all that, back in my 20s, I'd be partying at the bar. It was mostly the bar when I was coming up. Partying at the bar, leave the bar, two o'clock, get to the local restaurant, the pizza shop at three o'clock, eat a cheesesteak, go home, go to bed, get up for work by eight. And just hit the streets. Huh, let me try that now. Lord have mercy. You'll see all the flashing lights coming from Mama Yoga. First of all, I don't eat the meat like that. But to eat late in the middle of the night like that is bananas. So that's another dynamic in terms of our health. The mind-body energy connection. Over 40. Eating past 8 p.m. She, your body just can't manage it. I know we think we can, but we can't. She, it just, it shows you by your sluggishness. It shows you by the fact that you put on weight. It shows you by brain fog. You can't really think as sharp as you used to. It shows you by a lot of different things. And I'll tell you what else contributes to the degradation, degradation or breakdown of the capacity of your gut is alcohol. So I know people say, oh, I'm going to lose weight or whatever. If you drink and wine every night, you're not going to lose no weight. If you having a martini every day or on the regular, really, you're not going to lose no weight. If you're drinking coolers or whatever, any kind of alcohol, you're not, it's not going to help your body lose weight if that is what you're trying to do. And here's why. Alcohol um, dissolves the gut bacteria that's responsible for breaking your food down and not calling in the fat stores. So if you drink regularly, you are ruining your gut health. The other thing is drinking often, regularly, destroys your liver. And the liver is the organ within the body that burns up the fat. So the liver can be 80% destroyed and you don't even know it. You won't know it because it is a huge organ. It weighs about three pounds and it goes from your right oblique to just about your belly button. It's huge. And it has over 500 functions within the body including assisting with regulation of your insulin or the sugar, the glucose that's in your bloodstream and the uh, brain health, you know, and your capacity to get things done and have zest and zeal and to help the body burn up excess fat. So alcohol is a no-go, at least not even in moderation. It's got to be like once every twice a year or something. Somebody have a baby or you want to celebrate. Uh Uh-oh. Every birthday? Did did somebody, did I throw a rock in a crowd of dogs and somebody holler? I mean, (laughs) we we would think uh, moderation is, you know, uh, twice a month, but you're saying twice a year, huh? Yeah, it's not, it's not, especially if you, if a person is going to eat the same way, all this meat, fast foods, you know, very little raw vegetables. If they're going to eat the same way, I'm talking after 40, you don't have the gut health. So you are going to put on weight. A person is going to put on weight. And the organs that help them get break that weight down, you know, it being assailed and attacked by the alcohol that a person may be consuming. So we have to keep that in mind. You know, I know in this day and age, um, people tend to be a lot more um, frail and a lot more um, vulnerable to the onslaught of all the information that's coming in through the social medias and the like. Right. So our capacity for uh, trauma 
and and drama in our lives is a lot less uh, than it used to be even 10 or 15 years ago. And people use recreational indulgences to kind of relieve the stress of their everyday um, lives. And alcohol is one of those recreationals that people think, oh, okay, I'm just going to have a beer every day. And then you don't understand why after a while you got a gut, you can't eat nothing, you get sick to your stomach, you can't, you're not moving your bowels properly. You're bloated, you feel yep. crazy. Like, what did I, I, like, I didn't even eat. That's another issue, just the bloated. Like, why am I bloated? I didn't do yep. nothing. And you just yep. feel, you're, you're miserable throughout the day. Bloating makes you miserable throughout the day. It does. And the bloating is is connected to, again, it's probably gluten. It's probably some, the bread or the dough that you are consuming. You know, that bloating is from uh, the gluten and gluten allergy. Now, 20 years ago, there was no such thing as having a gluten allergy unless you had celiac disease, which is a real disease where your body cannot manage any type of wheat. It cannot process gluten at all, which is primarily in wheat. But because the majority, the majority of the foods we are being fed are Franken foods, means they are created in a lab, right? They are simulated to appear like real wheat with the bran or wheat germ is what it's called in there that gives it that brown color. When you buy wheat bread, that is molasses poured in the dough. It's not wheat. So our body sees these things as foreign, as like, you know, an invading substance. It sees it as a toxin. And that's why a person gets bloated, they feel sick, they feel sluggish, they feel heavy after they eat. They're like, oh, I can't do nothing. You know, it's the body's trying to say, okay, emergency, all energy to the digestive tract, we have an intruder. And that's how it works. So over 40, you want to begin to eat as many fresh fruits and vegetables as possible. You want to eat more 90, or I would say not 90. We're going to say uh, 50% fruits and vegetables on the plate or vegetables on the plate. And then 20% of uh, whole carbohydrates, sweet potatoes, potatoes with the skin, black rice or ancient rice, you know, whole good, healthy carbohydrates. And then another 25%. Is that nine? That's 95. I'm missing 5% somewhere. Anyway of uh, protein, right? And you want to have the protein. If you don't have protein, if you don't have carbohydrates, you want to eat for most meals, you want to eat protein and vegetables, protein and vegetables and healthy fats. That's the other 10. Protein and vegetables and avocado, tomatoes, onions, olive oil, salt, pepper, boom, right? protein and vegetables. And you want to have your carbohydrates during the beginning of the day. So that by the time the end, the evening comes, that carbo, those carbohydrates have been burnt up. They have been digestive, digested, and they're moving on the way out. But protein and vegetables. As a picky eater, mm. and I have to say this because I'm, there are people out there, like I see people who can eat what they have to eat. Mm-hmm. As a picky eater, my cheat code is plant-based protein powder, mm-hmm. avocado, because I don't like eating avocados, you know. Like on the plate. On the plate. Avocados. Talking about a smoothie now. Mm-hmm. Avocados, uh, bananas, strawberries, and possibly, because avocados is a fat, correct? Yep. So let's say I don't have avocados. I'll take peanut butter, mm-hmm. things like that. And that's usually my meal. Mm-hmm. After a workout, so I'm getting mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do eat a lot of chicken, um, a lot of, yep. lot of protein, a lot of protein. But yep. in order for me to get that full balance, um, you know, pie that you just described as far as nutrition, protein, fats, mm-hmm. carbs, mm-hmm. veggies, you know, so there's your avoc, there's your uh, spinach, there's your kale, mm-hmm. there's your avocado, there's your banana, strawberries, and plant based protein. 
And mm-hmm. the goal is to have that as soon as you break your fast mm-hmm. and have it as the last meal because your body isn't breaking down nothing too crazy. Like, oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's dinner time. So let me eat this 30 piece chicken meal instead right. of doing that. <laughs> Move whatever it is your biggest digestive meal is in the middle. Right. Give your body time to burn it off. Instead yep. of 7.50 coming, you go, okay, I got 10 minutes to start my fast. Let me right. eat the, the, this pizza. No, it's the smoothie mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. to give your body the nutrition, and it gets, just gives it easier for your body to absorb all that. That's, that's my go-to. Mm-hmm. It's my cheat code. And, yep. I, and for those listening, if you need a cheat code, smoothie, smoothie, smooth for me. Right. right smoothie though right y'all in no smoothie. that's been proven that's proven how you said it it's proven and it's like you said the digestion does not have to do a whole lot of work you know using a smoothie uh as your meal um i will um suggest i want to suggest um their peanut butter if you use any kind of nut butter make sure that it is just ground nuts a lot of these peanut butters and stuff they have high fructose corn syrup, which is the addictive, the most addictive way to consume sugar, right? So you don't need your peanut butter to be sweet. You put in bananas, blueberries, and strawberries. There's enough fructose in the smoothie, you know, Um, and you whatever. If you use almond butter, you want to make sure that it's just ground almonds. I personally get those nut butters from Trader Joe's, uh, not Trader Joe's, Costco. Have you heard of wild butter? What's that? It's a plant-based substitute for peanut butter. What What is it? it well, it's, it looks like peanut butter. tastes like peanut oh. butter, but it's plant-based. And it has a lot of omega fats in it. Omega-3s it has a lot of... I haven't had it in a while because you got to... Walmart sells out quick. And mm-hmm. it's expensive on the Amazon side. You know, like $16 for like two jars. That's kind of wild. So sometimes you might not want to get it, but it's supposed to be that substitute for vegan oh, plant-based peanut peanut butter, like you know. Because so. people are um allergic to peanut butter. Oh, yeah. wow, butter. Yeah, wow, butter. Right. So look that up. Maybe I don't know. If that's a good substitute with less of the the sugars and sweets, but it's supposed to be. It still has the protein effect, but it's a plant-based peanut butter type substitute. Well, here's my thing. I I want to know what's in it because peanuts are plant based as well. They just happen to be highly um, allergenic. Like a lot of people have allergies for peanut butter. So I wonder what is in the wow butter. And this is not a disrespect to that company. Everybody do your own research and whatever it is, just make sure it does not have you know a whole bunch of seed oils mixed in because the seed oils. Um, are are linked. We know like sunflower seed, um, canola oil. Um, what's another one? Um, any type of hydrogenated oil that is oils pumped with hydrogen. Um, okay, so the wild butter is soy. It's soy. Um, soy butter. So um, yeah, if you don't have a soy allergy, um, you want to just make sure that. Um, you know, you do your research uh, and um, enjoy at your leisure. But the point is, as you get older, you want to um, change the way that you consume food, not just what you eat, when you eat and how you eat so that you can give your digestion a chance to rest. And that's what fasting does it gives your digestion a chance to rest now like flaw um i started a fasting regimen um well for the past 35 years a part of my spiritual tradition uh we fast every uh season four times a year with the equinox and the solstices so in the winter time there's a fast spring, summer, and fall. With each season, there is a a prescription of fasting, right? And so, um, you know, I'm no stranger to fasting, but I hadn't really been like, you know, putting my best foot forward as far as that's concerned. And I decided, you know what, girl, you got like a bazillion extra pockets of fluff that you need to manage. So 
begin to incorporate fasting. And so I'm doing 36 hour fast starting Sunday night um, at seven o'clock. I will not have any um, plated food until uh, seven o'clock or I don't eat that early, but until Tuesday morning. So that's 36 hours It's 24 plus 12. Uh, and it's best. It's good to start the fast at night because, you know, your body is sleeping and that's when your, your body comes to do its cleansing work to clean out your organs, to clean your cells, uh, to burn up, um, you know, cells, what they call zombie cells. Uh, that is senescent cells in the body who are not serving a function. They're just kind of in there dead and they need to be burned up and gotten rid of. And so overnight, your body does its most burning, its most cleaning, its most clearing to keep you strong, healthy and vibrant. Um, my fast will be um, I will be using what I like to call garden in a glass, um, which is parsley, lemon cucumber, ginger, that's it, parsley, lemon, cucumber, and ginger. Cut up, put in a jar, water poured over it, and I just drink that water for 36 hours, right? And if- um, You just sip on it for 31, one jar, you sip on it for 36 hours. uh, Yep, I put it in the refrigerator at night, and I refill it throughout the day. Okay. Yep, like that. And then, um, you know, if the if the stuff starts to turn, I just, you know, give it to the garden and make some more. But it usually lasts 36 hours, keeping it in the fridge. Sometimes I'll put garlic cloves in there, depending on who I got to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a, a stick of, of uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon is excellent for your blood sugar. It's excellent for purifying the blood in the body. And I'm just drinking the water off of it. If I get to where I have a really active, busy day in that 36 hours and my it's a lot of energy needed, I'll have some orange slices, which again is healing and cleansing the liver. If it's really bad, I'd take some athletic greens, you know, where I'm just like, oh my goodness, my energy, I just need a little something, but no plated food at all. And I'm, I'm, you know, you give yourself some grace, you know, you're still not eating and those um, drinks digest very quickly and they help clear out, they give the body something to help do the sweeping with as opposed to just drinking water, 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 and you have all these toxins that need to come out, that's when you can have what's known as, you know, a violent cleansing or you get detox symptoms really strongly because you're not giving the body anything to help move out the toxins that are being released from the stored fat, right? Remember we said at the top, the fat stores the toxins. So when your body calls on the fat, to be released as fuel, it's going to release those toxins into the bloodstream. And if all you've given it for 12, 24, 36 hours is water without any nutrients or nutrition to help break it down, then you a lot of times get strong detox symptoms. And that's, um, that's where a lot of the challenges come in. So take care of yourself over 40, y'all. And um, if I can help in any way, I may do a group fast. Uh, <laughs> we should uh, look at putting that together, but we'll let you know. Stay stay uh, locked to the Mama Yoga Wellness page as well as the M- My MBE page uh, to see if we have any group challenges and things coming up. So that is a pretty good podcast uh, for mm-hmm. this round. Yeah. I have uh, some more stuff we can cover in the next podcast, but um, for now, I think we're good. Take care of yourself over 40. You can use um, meditations, prayers. You can combine them. God ain't going to get mad at you. The people running the stuff might. The people. It's, it's, it's always the people. It's, it's the people. It's not the, the universe. It's not God. It's the people. Right. God ain't going to get mad at you if you're praying. <laughs> <laughs> 
And if you chanting and rocking and humming, we did that in our churches, you know, as the um, Pentecostals, honey, it's the same thing. It is the same thing. So you have to decide whether you're going to fear man or God. It's up to you. And um, we love y'all. Thank y'all so much. Look for the poll uh, coming up. Not the (laughs) P-O-L-E, but the P-O-L-L. We want to ask you, uh, get your opinions. And uh, let us know if you want to do a call-in. If you do, we'll give you uh, the call-in number and uh, you can chat with us uh, online, uh, live as we produce our podcast. Anything else, Flo? No, that's it. Um, excellent episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, that's really it. I'm just counting down. I got 30 uh, more minutes till I eat. I'm thinking about going to the gym. I, like, I know rest is important, but I feel mm-hmm. like I have to do more. I think that the things that I'm doing is really not enough. Right. So I might use, like, Sunday as for us, like, not actually lifting weights, but, like, mm-hmm. A form of uh, pull-ups, push-ups, combinations, and just get some more work in. You know, my Sundays are spent fasting, but it's also mm-hmm. spent podcasting. So mm-hmm. I sit in this chair for hours without any type of movement. So hey, you're fasting, but yeah. how are you, are you working? So yeah. you'll get some work in um, just to make sure that my day is full. You know, mm-hmm. like what did I did I do all I can do on mm-hmm. this Sunday for me uh, mentally, physically, spiritually? So I think yeah. I want to increase my workouts to six days a week. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be the same. Like I say, today is going to be a pull up, push up, yep, burpee type of day. Not necessarily grabbing weights and lifting. So yeah, if you do a re- if you get a rebounder and rebound in between your podcast for like five minutes, it's equivalent to a thirty minute workout. What's a rebounder? The trampoline, okay. the mini trampoline. Just jump up and down on it. They are amazing. I'm not ready for, for your that. Health and volume. Why not? I you don't can't wanna, jump up and down? No, it's not that, but I'm, I'll am i be fasting in between podcasts, and I don't want to trigger anything. Like, like I'm saving the workout. I'm saving a lot for after the fast. So, so I, me, me being smooth throughout the day, you're not really triggering the hunger pains hunger, to come, at least right. in my mind. I see. I think the way I'm doing it allows me to mm-hmm. go through the fasting smoothly. Now, right. like you said, if I happen to happy having a hectic day i might mm-hmm. want to grab something and replenish because i'm burning it out so if you say for five minutes is a workout i don't know how that will affect my fast don't get me wrong right 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 i'll right. i'll finish it but i don't yeah i just think this has this has been the smoothest so far yeah no do what works for you i misunderstood i thought you were saying that you were going to do some kind of workout um because you're sitting in the chair so you wanted to get some movement uh, in between you know. Six o'clock, I should be done because I, I record another podcast on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I have two shows I record. Mm-hmm. We're rec- recording this one later. So usually I'll be recording that one now. But right. I'm usually done by six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, I did a 25-hour fast. I think I was done around like seven. But yeah. I'm staying active. I'm not physically, but I'm active because I'm doing something. So mm-hmm. it allows it to go, to go. I could have did 26, 20, 27, depending on what I was doing. Yeah. After that. I want to mm-hmm. eat. I want to work out. So what I'm going to do at six o'clock is drink a smoothie. Cause what I'm not going to do is eat and then yeah. go to the gym. That's not happening. I'm right, sluggish. Right, so right. I'll right. drink a smoothie <laughs> to get something in my system, go to the gym and then possibly mm-hmm. have something and not possibly have something, make sure I'm done. So I'm able to eat before eight o'clock so I can start mm-hmm. the usual fast, which is 16 hours, break it at uh, noon and yeah. do what you can do. So, this is the first time I'm going to try to have, I didn't go to the gym the other days, but I realized mm-hmm. that I also don't want to just have a day of sitting. Okay. You're doing yeah. one thing great, but the rest yeah. of the time you're sitting, you're, you can't do that. So either go for a walk. It doesn't have to be yep. the gym. Absolutely. Go for a walk. That's another Absolutely. thing too. So get out. And that's what I was going to suggest too. get out in the air, go for a walk, take it down, have a stress-free, relaxed you know, walking experience, you know, they say now that sitting is the new smoking. So even if you go to the gym and work out for an hour, an hour and a half or whatever, and then go to, to your office, if you're sitting for eight hours a day, you ha- you still run the same risk of lung cancer and cancer in the body as somebody who smokes. 
Ain't that something? That's the studies. So if you sit for longer than four hours at a time, two hours at a time, the scientific suggestion is that you get up and move your legs, walk around, go get some water, do something, move the body. But being stagnant, sat for more than two hours at a time is reversing any good you're doing from exercising. You can't win. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You got to get up. You know, that's why people are at standing desks and everything because we are not meant to sit. We are nomadic, moving, you know, uh, functional, reaching up, grabbing stuff, bending down, crawling, you know, all of that. That's the human body. We have to move it. We just do. So sitting for eight hours doing a podcast is a no bueno, my dear. You got to do something. You got to stand up. You got to stretch, do air squats. And if you feel like you need to eat something when you're on a fast doing that, then have some lemon water or have some green powder water that you're you're drinking. But you got to get up and move around. All right. Well, definitely, definitely, definitely was uh, information for me. I, it was a personal therapy session for me. I uh, hope that um, you guys listen to this and you take something from it. And because I did, so I'm going to at the I got 20 minutes to eat and then I'm gonna go because now I'm thinking about should I just go for a walk? Forget the gym, it just doesn't doesn't matter either or gotta do something, gotta do something. Have a great day, peace and love, everybody. We'll see you next time, peace and love.